Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics, so get on board. Listen, learn, live. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Coco Express Show for Wednesday, June 18th, 2014. I have to tell you, summer is not here yet, but it sure feels like it's here because it's hot like, I don't know, it's blazing out there. And I'm not going to deny it. I enjoy it, but only small increments. There is so much going on this month. June is the um, Music History Month, Black Music History Month. And June is also the month that is our anniversary month. So we've been doing this show for five years now, and it's been a wonderful experience. Um, We are going to talk about something today that is going to be very interesting because we have a special, special, special person coming on the show today. He's a friend of the Cocoa Express show, and we kind of like having him around because he's cool, Pete. His name is Max Hassel, and he is a multi-talented individual. He's a native of Chicago. He's a resident of the ATL right now. Um, He's a dad. He's a husband. He's a dancer. He's a singer, and he's a blogger, and that's what we want to talk about today. You see, many people think that, you know, I'll start a blog, and that'll be it, but there's so much more involved in it, and he is a successful blogger, and we want to find out what made him go into this you know, how he got started, what is it like for him. Maybe he'll share some juicy gossip with us. It, it, you know, we just want to know all these different things about bloggers and stuff. Oh, and, you know, it's just going to be fun. So please, Max, are you there? I'm here. All right. How you doing? How you doing today? I'm doing amazingly, fabulously hot. That's what's up. Me too. That's me too. Me too. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> And I have to share um, uh, what I tried to do earlier with you. I tried to tweet you, and I was eating. My neighbor gave me some really good food, right? So I'm sitting there, I'm eating the food, and I'm like, well, let me tweet him. You can't eat and tweet at the same time. No, you cannot. Like, I, like, I do greedy stuff like that all the time, like all the time. You can't <laughs> hear and tweet at the same time. Really, really when you tweet, you got to focus. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Because all kind of crazy stuff be coming out. Um, but but thank goodness. I'm so glad to have you back. How have you been? I've been excellent. I've been excellent. Um, you know, just released the Wood Grain Diary since the last time we talked and um to like right, trying to stay on top of a media campaign from the other side. Now it's just you know, it's we juggling. <laughs> all right, all right, but you got the energy to do it, so you know, it's not a big deal. I would like to wish you a happy belated fall this day. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome so much. And you know, I know that you're multi-talented and you got your hands in a lot of different pies and stuff like that, but we want to talk about your blogging life and, and how, you got, how you got started into blogging and, you know, how do you go about getting articles? How do you, you know, reach out to people and, you know, do you search and find or do you, you know, follow leads? 
you know, because I know your blog, it has um, fashion, entertainment, all different kinds of things um, in it. So how did this all come about? How did you put it together? All kind, You know, give us the, the rundown. Okay, well, I pretty much start. you know, it kind of started back in Chicago um, in, I would say, like 2011. Um, my mom was enrolled in nursing school at the time, and, like, this is, like, a crazy story because people always, like, they're always shocked at this story, but it's kind of like one of those situations where, like, before anything, you know, I am an artist, and I've studied music to the point, and I don't just mean, like, you know, in terms of, like, how to sing and dance, but the history of the craft, you know, pop American culture, the history of published music, you know, I mean, just... I'm a, I'm a music historian, you know, I'm an expert on this. So um, my mom was enrolled in a, um, a rock and roll class, and she kept taking music class after music class in pursuit of her nursing degree. And so it's kind of basically like any time she got an assignment or a paper to write, like she would just kind of like, you know, call me, I guess, bang the paper out or whatever. So um, an opportunity came about after I wrote my book, Sarah Had Blessings 2, to um, submit some writing samples to somebody who was looking for, um, you know, new writers for his blog, C Magazine. And I didn't have anything to send because, you know, I know I'm a great writer, and granted, I've written bios for other artists and stuff like that, but I didn't really have any type of articles or anything like that. So I just sent him some of those papers that I wrote for my mom. And my shit got, like, hundreds on them. And, like, I didn't crack a book to write them, you know, like, it named three types of rock and roll and the artist that blah, blah, blah. You know, I just banged these papers out. Like, and so I just sent him those. And so, um, you know, from there, like, he just, um, he started me with writing, like, travel pieces. Um, you know, it just started out, you know, a lot of times you have to prove yourself. So, you know, you started with travel, um, you know, business pieces. You know, I used to um, be a licensed real estate salesperson. So, you know, I talked a lot about, um, you know, like, finance and business, things of that nature. And then just as luck would have it, um, one day, you know, the person who was doing the entertainment blog, and I guess they decided that they didn't want to continue with C Magazine anymore, but they had an um, a interview on Q for Eric Benet, and somebody had to do it. So it was kind of like one of those things where just I was available, like I was at work, but I was able to hop on the phone and still make this interview happen. So, um, like, that was my first celebrity interview with Eric Benet, and, I mean, like, from there, it just, you know, the resulting article, like I got a lot of positive feedback on that, even from Eric Benet himself. And from there, I was, you know, I just, I just started. Like that was the, that was the beginning. So <laughs> that's an excellent beginning. I mean, you were, I guess, it's where um, opportunity met preparation. Yeah. Okay. You know, because we. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. No, I was gonna say, you know, it's just like one of those things where it's just like you said, it was it was I was prepared for the opportunity and it was um you know, it kinda came as a blessing because mind you, when I said I was doing all of these papers, you know, I was doing it begrudgingly, like, Mom, I'm tired of doing your paper like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's kinda like, you know, sometimes when you just saw that seed to help somebody get over the hump because, you know, my mom's an excellent nurse. She has been for years. You know, she's been in the medical um, industry for years, but, you know, she's no writer. So, you know, it's just like, you know, to be able to sow that help and then for it to come back and, you know, like actually like be of something to me and my family, it was just great. So That's amazing. And that's beautiful, too, because, you know, I guess I've been saying this a lot, but karma comes back at you, both good and bad. So, this was your turnabout for um, what you did and everything, and it prepared you whether you wanted to know it or not. I guess God had another plan for you. Whether you knew it or not, that writing was preparing you for what you were going to become. Yeah, definitely. Like, I definitely feel that. And it's kind of one of those things where, you know, this is – and I never – 
Rogers one always been one of those gifts that I didn't fully appreciate because you know even going into music and you turning in demos and people are telling you you know well, you you're an excellent songwriter you know it's like blah blah say something about the music which you know as I started recording in better studios and I got better feedback but you know people have always talked about the writing but you know it's kind of like one of those things where that's not challenging you know I want to do something that's challenging so it's like you know one but then as you learn more and more and more about the game you realize the writers are not just the ones who make all the money they're the ones who create the project like you know the quality of the project is always going to boil down to two people the underwriter and the writer you know what I'm like? mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> yep you're actually right that's right um now okay then you decided, you know, you were doing that for a while. And what made you decide to start doing your own blog? Well, um, like I said, you know, like the, the opportunity to write for C Magazine, it was one of those things that just kind of snowballed because as I started writing more and more, and, then, you know, I got a chance to do like Genuine, Carl Thomas, you know, Latasha Scott, and just different mm-hmm. opportunities. Like I was still in Chicago, so I was noticing like I was missing stuff. Like, man, you could have went to the BET Awards if you was here. So it was just kind of one of those safe moves were when the opportunity became available for me to be the editorial assistant, you know, and it wasn't even paying, but I just packed up my family and came, you know, like my wife was able to transfer with her job, and they actually just closed my department at the, um, you know, with the village or whatever, so it just kind of worked out perfect because I had unemployment, and my wife transferred with her job, so I came out here on quote-unquote scholarship. You know, and, um, <laughs> you know, and I got to work as, I'm one of those people, like, you know, I like to do business a certain way, and I would never, mm-hmm. you know, like, but you've given me an opportunity. I don't feel like I need to go trash you or anything like that, but I just didn't like the way stuff was being done there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, the fish stick from the head to the tail. And it's kind of like some, it was like a trickle down into my own personal stuff. So I just, you know, and I knew I was going to you know, maybe lose it, not necessarily opportunity, but, you know, that, that, that red carpet pass that I, you know, acquired or whatever. But sure enough, you know, people were actually very supportive of, you know, the split or whatever. And I just branched out and did my own thing. You know, I just wanted to do it my way. And the kind of, you know, the thing behind it was, as you just say, like, you know, I didn't set out to be an entertainment journalist or a blogger, and I didn't want it to snowball out of control where that's the thing, the one thing that I was known for. You know, I really, because I... I don't even say have my hands in so many pots, but because my vision is so specific, I didn't want to do anything that just completely took me off the course of just being an artist who's not afraid to leave with his intelligence because it's basically just that. My blog is basically just an extension of the Max Hassel brand. Now, it's taken on a life of its own, but, you know, I didn't kick open the doors to the Max side like we're going to be the next Vibe magazine or the next Johnson Publishing House. It was just I always had leftover material that wasn't going on C Magazine or it wasn't going on, you know, the other blogs I was writing for at the time, like Gorilla Leak or anything like that. So it's just kind of like out of the knees for, you know, having content. And then as that just started growing, want to do business my way. So mm-hmm. I understand because I always tell people that you can create the job that you want. You don't have to wait for someone to open a door to present it to you. Exactly. And, and I, you know, I'm a firm believer in that. And I'm also a firm believer in um, just, I mean, Working in the gray areas of your life, you know, everybody likes to stay in the black and white section. I believe in working in the gray areas because those are the areas where you have most freedom and most flexibility. And that's where your um, your passion and your talent really gets the chance to flourish. And, and those, are the, those are the perfect places to be, the gray areas. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I agree 100%. And that's it's so much, and that's really like, that's the beautiful thing about entertainment right now. It's frustrating for a lot of people who are just coming in the game or who have been in the game for a long time. But, like, for those of us 
who, like, you know, what kind of came in on the transition, like the 99-2000, where we know the old school, but the new school. Also, it's kind of like, you know, it's so much great area to work. Mind you, in 1999, what was the blog? I would have had the opportunity to get into the entertainment industry as anything but a songwriter or an artist, but because of these new avenues, because I'm an excellent writer and I wasn't afraid to, you know, like you said, venture into the gray areas, I could go to any industry party popping in Atlanta because I'm a respected entertainment journalist. So, you know, see, it's kind of like it changes me from being that guy at the gate. Like, if, does anybody want to listen to my demo? Like, you know, <laughs> that guy is irritating. You know, like, like and, and uh-huh. granted, we've all had to be that guy, but that guy is irritating. You know, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and that's, you know, it's like I said, like you learn to um you learn to be a fountain and not be a drain, you know. So Yes, yes. And that's the interesting thing because, you know, a lot I, I oftentimes on the show I've talked about social media and the blessing that it has been and all the the wonderful doors it's open and all the articles that I read, um, in regards to social media and how it has kind of transcended to something beyond the scope of what they originally thought it would be. It also has its downsides, but the best part about it is it gives you the opportunity to create your own platform to sound off, (laughs) sound off for some people as a sounding board, but to kind of like just allow yourself to be creatively free to express your talent. Exactly, and then like, and then, you know, it all goes hand in hand. Like, you know, with your, you know, with your radio show. Like, you know, it's, I can't hear you. You got to speak up. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, like, you know, it all goes hand in hand. You know, even with the internet radio shows, and you know, the this is the new media. You know, like mm-hmm. this is this is the new way that people are accessing their resourcing and outsourcing their information. So it's like, you know, it's kind of. It's almost like a whole new job field, but within the same industry. And I feel like bloggers, Internet radio people, like, we have a lot more freedom just simply because, like, I'm not on FM. Like, you know, I'm not on uh, I'm not on U.S. News or, you know, like, Chicago Tribune. I can say whatever the hell I want to say, and nobody's going to yeah, say anything to because me. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, the FCC <laughs> is not regulating what's being said here. And also it's not being censored in um, – by somebody who has a, a, a political agenda or something like that. It's just straight talk and it's straight up stuff and it's real. And you can you can tell the truth. You don't have to lie. <laughs> okay. You ain't got a lot of kick it like <laughs> <Uh-huh>. <laughs> You don't have to lie. And they're still gonna like you. And you know and I I think because um like for example, internet radio. Internet radio, when I started, when I first started out, everybody's like, what? Now I think everybody named Mom has some kind of internet radio blog or some sort of knows someone who has one. And as you stated earlier, that is where we are getting a lot of information. And this is also a, um, a platform for a lot of artists to talk about their work, not in a time perspective, so to speak. Because, you know, like when you're on any of those shows on TV – you only get maybe 60 seconds to tell your story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what can you tell us about yourself in 60 seconds? Not a lot. Exactly. How, yeah, how do you explain how you came about, you know, this particular song or, or how it felt or what inspired you, what was your muse and da-da-da-da-da, all those different things that are nice to know. We never really get to know who an artist is unless they do something crazy. 
Yeah, exactly. But that and that's honestly that's why I love internet radio because it's like one of the unique things I think about the Max Castle brand. And it's frustrating, but it's like as cool as it is, it's like frustrating as heck because it's like I'm one of those people who like a lot of times like you have to listen to my interviews and like you have to listen to me speak for some extended amount of time to really get a feel for what it is that I'm bringing to the table. So it's like these radio shows uh, allow me that actual platform, you know, not to have to rush through and just be like, yeah, go get the wood grain out, you know, basically say, the, say like a flyer, you know, like and to actually mm-hmm. give some personality and some flavor to it, you know, because that's what that's what people want. And I feel like the industry for a long time, like it was so watered down. And even like with my blogging, you know, like I don't, I don't spend too much time touching on gossip or things that like mainstream media can't touch because that's already the story that they're telling. You know, I feel like it came after I studied out things that, like, the Lord brought to my, um, you know, attention, like, talking about, like, the mountain of media and the mountain of education and arts and entertainment and just educated me on those. And, I mean, from the moment I started blogging, like, I just kind of realized, you know, how important the media was. And then you get to gain an understanding for media manipulation and what's really going mm. on. So, really, what I try to do at the Max out is kind of just, you know, I shine a light on, on positive stuff. Like, you know, I, mm-hmm. I try to... And as much as personally sometimes I might be a pessimistic person, I still try to watch what I output to the world because, you know what I'm saying, like there's, there's enough of that. And I feel like some stuff, yeah. every plant is going to grow if you nurture it, if you give it light, and if you water it. But, like, those negative ones, it's like if we don't give it attention, it's just going to wither away and die like a weed. And, you know, it's kind of like I feel like when the charges be fruitful and multiply, I feel like I would be – remiss to basically go around all day in my anger or my zeal or even my passion for life, like pointing out what's wrong or pointing out the gossip or really I could just be doing what I do, which is highlighting, you know, the positivity and the love. So, And that's, that's great and that's a beautiful thing because, uh, you know, that's one of the things we like to do here um, on this show is we want to highlight the positive and show you the positive and show you different avenues of how to be able to be the best you you can possibly be while you are wide awake because when you sleep, ain't nothing getting done other than your body resting. And, yeah. you know, I can, I mean, we can go at the negative, negative stuff and negativity till we're blue in the face. You have so many examples of it. But we don't have so many of those tremendous examples of positivity. And that's what we need more of. We need to allow the youth, to see that these are your options available to you. You're not stuck to just what they say. These are all of your options, and look how many they are. We need to present to the older adults, look, these are the things that are going on out there that you should really catch up on, and it's not too late. And, yeah. you know, come on, get on get on the bandwagon. And we need to the seniors, we need to let them know there will be a future. It won't disappear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like, but I mean, and that's very important, like, even like what you just said, because I mean, like, sometimes, like, even like I said, like, we're doing, you know, my mom's homework and stuff, it's like, like, even three weeks ago, like, you know, she's like, I need you to compose this email for me, I don't know how to attach it, and she wanted me to just do it, but no, I'm going to sit down and teach you to do it, because it's not like, this is not like, put your phone back, to, um, we lost you, again. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. You know, like this is this is information, like you know, and especially within the black community, we can't pass off these computers and the internet is just like this past this new technology, like it's some Jordans or, or something. This is this is very important. We have to harness it, learn how to use it, and you know, create a better future for our children because this is what our ancestors fought for. It's like you know, it, mm-hmm. it sounds cliche, you know, to always want to go back to that, but. 
And I imagine we're so far beyond the future and even the opportunity that they saw for us. So it's like for us to not be caught up to even wanting to aggress those opportunities, it's kind of disappointing. You know, it, it gives me a little disappointment in my generation, but I, don't, but I haven't lost hope. And that's, that's good. And you are absolutely right when you said, you know, you got to, as they say, you teach them how to fish. They'll fish for a lifetime. Yeah. If you just go, if you just go get the fish for them, what have they? What have they learned to do other than have the handout waiting for a handout? Exactly. You know, you take the young kids like blogging is so, um, you know, it's so empowering. Like I feel like if I like if I had that available to me even as a youngster, like you know, it's just a different outlet. Which I did have a journal, but you know, it's so it's so much change that can come out just from a young person blogging something productive as opposed to something that's going to bully or harass or demean somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when we use these tools and these resources to really, you know, learn how to properly output information, you know, and not just, I think a lot of the times when we're talking to the youth, we keep the, the emphasis on, you know, what and what not to share on social media, but we really need to be talking to them about what to share and what not to share off of social media because if your whole Internet world consists of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you still have a small world because that's relegated to people who know you or people who like your pictures. And that's not really going to, you know. Yeah, and and some not-so-great people, too, who just stalk you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Which, and I mean, with blogging, you know, especially being an entertainment journalist, you know, we have to do our fair share of stalking. You know, <laughs> but that's just, that's just for the contact information. It's just for the contact information. Like, it's okay. not for your movement. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> okay, oh, since you brought it up, come on, let's move on over to, you know, what is it that you've done that's completely, like, insane for an interview? Um, oh, God. Um, when I say for a second, like, I would, like, I would straight stalk your Twitter. Like, I mean, like, and that's one of the things about me as a blogger, I generally only blog, especially with having the max out now and it's my thing, I don't get assignments no more. I generally just tend to blog about stuff that I want to support. So it's kind of like, you know, Sometimes I feel like I get a reputation from a lot of people in the industry because I just boldly ask, like, I'm, you know, I don't even say, like, I'm already a part of it. I feel like I'm a part of it. Like, your contact information is here. Can I interview you for my blog? Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> But I've done some of my greatest interviews like that. You know, I say all the time, you make the inquiry. You know, the worst thing that's going to happen is somebody's going to tell you no. But, I mean, other than that, you know, throw yourself out there. You know, I don't, I don't, I've always been a person who's like, I'm not afraid to get laughed at, you know, everything that I've ever had to do in order to get myself either on that stage or my brand to that next level, I've done it. Now, I haven't necessarily had to do anything psychotic, but, I mean, like I said, no, I will, I will stalk you on the social media in a second. Like, I mean, like, and I don't mean stalk, like, follow your movement, but, like, I will Google you. I'll find out what production company they with, blah, blah, blah. I will find out the management company. Then find out the PR company. Being the point person, if I can't find it, I will straight up tweet you. Like, you know, like, like I want to interview, where can I find it? Like, you know, like, like. Okay. And that's, you know, and that's being persistent, you know, towards your goal and everything because it's not that you're doing it because you want to do something negative. You're doing it because you want to shine a positive light on them and, and let people get to know who they are. And, you know, like, for example, I would love to do an interview with um, Quincy Jones or Prince. Okay, those are my, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, because as, as popular and as iconic as they both are, we don't know them. Very true. 
and it would be a great opportunity to get to, 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 to a feel of the other side of who they are, you know, you know, what's their family life like, um, you know, what do they do in, in their spare time, because um, other than, you know, the work that they put out, which speaks for itself and it's legendary and it'll go down in history, who are they? And those are the things that I'd like to find out, like this interview that I'm having with you right now. I'm learning about who you are as an individual as opposed to um, the entertainment side of you or the blogging side of you or, the, you know, the business part of you. I'm learning about you. And that's what people need to know. They need to be able to find something relatable so that they can really understand and appreciate you and your work even more. Yeah, most definitely. And, and, and a lot of times, like, it's um, – Sometimes it's a challenge pulling that out, but I find that a lot of times, like when you, if you, if you get on the phone and you're doing an interview, you're not gonna have a good interview. I always say, just get on the phone, ready to have a conversation. Like when, when do you ever get Eric Renee on your phone? When do you ever get Genuine on your phone? Just Hello. I be asking, you know, like I, I be covert with it. I be asking questions like, so, what project are you working on? Are you looking for writers for it? Work for writers in their phone. Like, like, no, these are interview questions added for me. Like, you know, like, <laughs> but I mean, but you know, as you, you know, as an artist, so like being able to say and do things that they can relate to, it creates that comfortability. where I always get a good interview, and it always turns into like that's why that's why I get the good feedback that I do on my articles because I just mm-hmm. I just have great conversations. You know, you, and that's that's really all you can do. If you asking them the same humdrum questions, they're gonna be bored with you, and they're gonna be trying to get you off their phone. Yes, and then you also, because I've come across some difficult interviews myself, um, where they had it in their mind that this is what they're going to talk about, and no matter what you said, that's all they were going to talk about. And I found that really interesting because it didn't really get, it. they missed an opportunity. You know, and oftentimes people feel, well, you're interviewing me, so it's your opportunity. But in actuality, they're missing an opportunity. They're missing an opportunity for people to get to know them. They're missing an opportunity for people to embrace them. And they're missing an opportunity for people to really want to uh, support them. And, you know, and I think, you know, sometimes you just got to say, hey, you're missing an opportunity here. Wake up. (laughs) Now there was I had one difficult interview and it was with a rapper and he was um you know like he was promoting the show that he had on the Adult Swim that's a blind item like, like, mm-hmm. but um you know and it was just like he was so disinterested like they were playing in the background and you know it was a group interview which is kind of why I don't do those anymore but it was just like you know I ended up hanging up because I felt disrespected I felt like I'm giving my daughter these mean faces like she's gonna get a whooping because she wants something and I'm talking to you and she you know I feel like I'm trying mm-hmm. to do my whole life to interview you and you treat me like you know like yeah like you know like it's it's my my I don't know honor to do an interview on you and like I have to even talk to my peers a lot of times like if I hook them up with an interview like you know be a little gracious send a thank you tweet, you know, follow up whatever project you are promoting, make sure you send back a copy of it, you know, just like you said, give the interview a little room to breathe, you know, don't, yeah, a lot of times I get the yes or no questions, and I tell them all the time, like, this is your first interview, ain't it? Like, I used to say more than yes or no. Like, you know, like, like I'd rather have too much information than not enough, you know, like, like. Yeah, it gives you something to work with because as a blogger, as a blogger, um, it's different than when you do on Internet radio. Um, Internet radio, you have to do some research prior to. But as a blogger, when you do the interview, after the interview is over with, then you can craft up a story. And, um, you know, when you're doing the, like, 
a, a live interview, if you don't have your story ready to begin, or at least your storyline or the, the direction that you're going in, you can have like a series of random chats about this, about that. And it, it can get a little bit distracting and and. And you lose you lose interest in the um, the interview that you're having sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's happened. That's happened, and it's um it's just really one of those things where you know with the um just like you said, it's with the preparedness, and that's as a blogger, that's exactly what I do because every story is going to be different. I sometimes I have to talk to them before I get my angle. You know, I have my general you mm-hmm. know information. I know what project you're working on, what date it drops, where I can find it out and listen to it, you know, this and that. But I don't always know my angle going in until I, you know, it's just like you said, like sometimes you have to glean that thing that they keep going back to to talk about. Like, okay, well, this must be a really important thing to them. And then I always try to make sure that I show camp love. And what I mean by camp love is like if you're with this production company or you're with that, you know, I try to make sure the people who you mentioned that are around you so they feel like they're a part of it too. So it's like I even try to help you, you know, with unity, you know, so your team mm-hmm. get it and they feel like they're a part of it, they feel supported in it, and, you know, it's something they're excited to go promote and support also. So, you know, and being an artist, that's all stuff that I get to take into consideration before I put the piece together. So it's kind of like a good advantage, like. Yeah, that's cool. And that's really good, the, you know, the fact that you do um, cross-promotion, we'll call it, cross-promotion of your – during your interviews because that that is right. You are absolutely right. It allows everyone in their team to feel appreciated and and get acknowledged for the work that they're doing. And I think oftentimes we kind of forget that, you know, that's that person, but behind them is like maybe 50 million people pulling the strings, making this all happen the right way. And – we don't see that, but we know it exists. Did I lose you? Now, let me ask you a question, right, because the blog is popping out. Do you ever do any um, guest blogging on any publications or anything? No, I haven't had the opportunity. No one's ever asked. Okay. Okay. I, I was just asking, you know, it's, um, you know I just, sometimes you just want to ask a question. Like, it's... um. But it's almost the same exact thing. Like, it's literally like, you know, you're asking these questions just about keeping the conversation going and really trying to, like, get that information. And what's crazy is, like, some people, I have to talk to them for an hour. But some mm-hmm. people, like, they give me everything I need. They give me, like, it'd be that one sound bite. Like, they said something so wrong that nothing else that they say matter the whole world. I'm not even listening. Like, I wrote that my <laughs> quote. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, but those are, you know, you can tell those are people who are used to having the good conversations, you know. So, uh-huh. it's, you know, it's something that I hope to keep going with. It's something that eventually, like, after I'm done, like, promoting, you know, and I don't mean to keep going back to it because you were talking about that, but after I'm done promoting the Wood Grain Diaries and all of that, I kind of want to start doing something in Atlanta because I've been here for two years. I haven't really done anything with the youth here as much as I used to do in Chicago, but, you know, I want to start giving back, like maybe have a, um, a writing contest or something for the Max out to see if, like, you know, like maybe, you know, have an essay contest and a winner mm-hmm. if you wanted a celebrity for the blog and see if I needed somebody on a sponsor. There's something to give back, you know. Yes, yes, I, yes, I, you know, that that's beautiful. And, I mean, we have so many talented young folks out here. I mean, oh, my goodness, the talent is amazing and unbelievable. And we don't have enough um avenues for them to go up to to really be able to um you know extend or expend that talent and it just gets away from them and you know i was always told if you don't use it you lose it and it's yeah, true. true you know so 
we have to we have to find um, avenues. We have to find vehicles. We have the methods to be able to house all that talent and let it be nurtured and and trained and and, and given the opportunity to grow and develop into something amazing and let them be amazing because these kids need to know how amazing they are. Yeah, okay. And it's one of those things like, you know, um, growing up, you know, you listen to the song like The Greatest Love of All, like I believe the children are the future. But it's like it's crazy because if I listen to that song right now, I would think about my daughter and explode in her tears because I know exactly what she was saying in that song, you know, it's like we do have to teach them well and we have to let them lead the way. Like, you know, it's really one of those things where this generation in particular, if they don't get the encouragement and nurture that they that they need, they got to do it anyway because, like, our, our future is dependent on them. Like, you know, and I, I'm kind of, I feel blessed to be, like, the older brother of that generation and not, like, because I'm not in the next generation. I'm 32, so, you know, I'm still, when you talk about 18 to 35, I'm still, like, in there, but I'm in there mm-hmm. within a, where I'm able to give back some wisdom. You know, I done lived at 21, 25. You know, I know, you know, it's not just about the turn up for me, and I have, you know, a more zoomed out view. You know, it's not to say that young people don't know a lot, but just the, the not even the older you get, the more you live, the more zoomed out, the more global your view becomes. So it's like it's just aspects of the game. That's why I don't get frustrated with young people because I realize a lot of times it's just an aspect of the game you haven't seen yet. You know, and I'm going to mm-hmm. try to explain it to you. But some stuff, you're straight not going to get until you get there. You know what I'm saying? But I always, when I go to those schools, it's always just about, you know, making sure. And a lot of, you know, like, I feel like a lot of people that reach out to the youth, you know, you go to them with these things and, you know, you want them to, like, I don't necessarily say walk out of that room with something, but I feel like the most valuable stuff that you give the youth is, like, the something that they didn't even know that they took in until the moment they needed it. You know, that you don't have to walk out the room and clap and say, ooh, Max Hassel is so eloquent or so blah or so blah. But in that moment that you got your back against the wall and you remember Max Hassel said blah or the moment you feel inspired and you remember Max Hassel said blah, then that's when I did something. Not because I can't even talk then it was a thousand of y'all. You know, that stuff kind of don't mean nothing. It's when it has the impact that it means something, you know. Yes. And you made me think of something when I was a long time ago, uh, <laughs> when I was in junior high school, I had a home economics class and the teacher's name was Miss Byers. And one day I was crossing the street to get on the bus. And what happened was the traffic was so crazy. Um, and I was in the middle of the street standing on the, um, the, 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 the divider and everything. And um, it was the bus was there, and there was all this traffic, and I couldn't get across the street one way, and I was going to go backwards. And she yelled at me, and I just stood there and waited, and then I crossed the street. When I got in class that next day, she said, don't you ever go backwards. You always go forward. I get it. <laughs> That's so, awesome. But, you know, yeah, like... Yeah, and that was, for me, that was just how I lived my life, based on that. Every time I think about going backwards, I see her standing there pointing at me going, don't you ever go backwards, you always go forward. And that's what we're to do. That's what we're supposed to do. I mean, I learned that lesson, I think I was 12, 13 years old, and here I am still living it out. That's my story. Yeah, um, <laughs> but no, but, I, but like, no, I like that story. Like, and that, that's really what I'm saying. That's one of those stories that it makes you reflect. And, you know, I'm going through my mind, like, all of these times. And that's really, you know, that 
that's where in life I feel like our duty. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. once I became a parent, it's not even an age thing. Like once I became a parent, it's kind of like I feel like when you're given a role, it's not necessarily just within your, you know, whatever. I'm I'm just a parent. I'm Savannah's dad, but I'm just a parent. So, you know, I still have a duty with her whole generation. You know, it's mm-hmm. like one of those things where, Blogging, blogging is just my way, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. There's other thing, and it's not, you know, I'm not even going to present to you. There's, I feel like several different versions of a successful blogger because there are people who are, you know, making hundreds of thousands of dollars off their blog. Unfortunately, we are not doing that at the Max Out, but fortunately it's just an extension of the Max Out of brand, so we don't have to. You've got to be. But I feel like that, you know, in those moments where they're sitting down and, you know, you might be clicking around the, the Internet looking for some information or, you know, I try to provide a good, as, as realistic of a perspective as possible. And when I say realistic, I don't mean pessimistic because a lot of people get that twisted. Like real just being real. It just means the standard basic facts. That could be good or bad. But the bottom mm-hmm. line is you're going to have to deal with them facts. You can lie to yourself if you want to. And, you know, like it, it's like always – I have a saying that I say, like it's no point in – me calling it pizza and you calling it a cheeseburger when clearly it's ice cream. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> what happens is the ice cream is melting, and you see, we talk about hot food, but this is cold food. It's melting. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I understand. And it's like looking looking outside and seeing the moon and knowing it's the moon because it's dark and telling everybody that's a crater. So, you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. And we, and that's another point that you just made that's important, too. We got to learn how to tell the truth, you know, and be, keep it real because of the simple fact that real stuff is happening, not the fake stuff, you know. Movies fake, unless it's, a, a, um, you know, based on someone's life. But that stuff is not real. The real a stuff is outside. A lot of times that be fake, too. <laughs> but the real stuff is outside, and we have to allow people the opportunity to know what real stuff outside is going on so that they can be prepared, equipped, ready to handle certain kinds of situations. We're not going to say, you, you know, you're going to know about everything, but at least you have some kind of foundation to handle some of the things that go on. You're equipped to some perspective, and you will learn the rest as you go along. Exactly. Man, Max, we can go at it, you know? <laughs> we always do, don't we? We always do. Yes. Like, what time is it? Yes. We got <laughs> it. We even went over. <laughs> but it's all good. Like I said, I told you, you're welcome to come back anytime because I really enjoy our chats and conversations and stuff like that. This is, you know, this is good and it's cool. So you're well, welcome. Definitely, and I'm very, I'm, you know, and I'm very appreciative of the opportunity. Like, you know, you keep, you keep giving me opportunities to have good interviews. And, I mean, like, I really get good, excellent feedback from these conversations. And, like you said, it, it allows people to get to know me more. And, you know, and, and I like the fact that you don't ever ask me nothing ignorant or unimportant. So, you know, like, continue success in everything that you're doing. And, you know, I'm going I'm to get a, a blog post up on you about, the, um, about your show on the Max Out. You know, we just don't continue to support each other because that's what it's about, you know, so. 
That's true. You're absolutely right in everything. And like I told you, I already put up, you know, some of the songs from the Wood Grain Diaries on my webpage. So it's up there on my interview section. And people listen to it. So, you know, it's getting out. So you're, you're, you're doing okay. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Like, you're welcome. You're welcome. Because, you know, it's about, like I said, we're about showcasing all that's good. And, you know, so... Wherever we can, whenever we can, we put it out there so people can see it. Because my, you know, my my span and and my my net of people that I'm in contact with it may be different from yours, and they may come across and go, oh, I've never heard of him before. Let me check this out, and boom, there you go. You got a new listener and a new follower. And I love it. You got it. <laughs> so, so Max, like I said. We'll keep in contact and everything, and, you know, we'll find another date for you to come back on. Almost that. We're going to start doing this once a month. If we don't stop talking about me, now we're going to talk about everybody else. (laughs) I would love it. (laughs) Yes, you have to dish some dirt, okay? (laughs) But not the bad dirt, the good stuff. No, no, no. Dirt. We just like the real dirt, you know. (laughs) All right, because you're out there in the hot Lancer, so who knows? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Okay, great, great. So we'll work it all out and everything, and we'll talk soon. So you, you take care of that wonderful baby of yours, and you be well, and just be well. Okay, same to you, and blessings to all your listeners, too. Thank you very much. So everyone, all right, bye-bye. Bye. I would like to just let you know that was Max, Max Hassel, the real Max Hassel. And like I said, I enjoy having him on because he just gives us, the interview based on reality, you know, and none of the other stuff. Now, if you join me on Saturday, we will have Steve Duncanson and Marilyn Ocasio-Medina and Paradise Shifters, Principles for Life and Success, and they will give you Principles for Life and Success. And believe me, all the years that I've been doing the show with Steve and Marilyn, I have learned a great deal, and I have learned how to handle and manage many situations that have come across um, me during my journey, and they've been very helpful and beneficial. Um, Then on Sunday, we're going to have Wealth Zone Radio, and we're going to talk about color and how color, you can live your life through color, and it's going to be an interesting show, and it's going to be the, um, oh my goodness, it just gets away from me, the person who's going to be on the interview, who's being interviewed, she's been on um, many talk shows in regards to this particular subject matter. So please, please forgive me, um, Tanya. Uh, forgive me, Tanya, and forgive me, Teresa, Latanya, and Teresa. But I can't remember the guest name. But please tune into the show on Sunday, and then I believe uh, we have on when, Monday. Monday we have another interview on Monday. We're going to have. Um, uh, a recording artist on Monday, and I'm going to post up his particular um, C- uh, video on the show on my webpage. His name is Mr. Ron David, and he has um, a new single out called I Want You Loving. It's really nice. So he's going to be with us. Then on Wednesday, we're going to have uh, Real Estate Straight Talk with Sharon Homer. And I believe you, the best invention ever, comes after that. Um, there are other things we got going on in the works and everything, and we'll keep you posted on all of that. I want to thank all of my listeners for the, your continued support. It's been five years together, and I'm grateful and I'm thankful um, for each and every opportunity that I've been given. I think all the people have been supportive. All the people have allowed 
opportunity to grow because I couldn't do it by myself. I couldn't. And I'm just completely, just completely grateful that I have this vehicle, this option, this opportunity available to share with you. So let's keep it real. Be safe. Stay stay hydrated. Um and take good care of yourself because you are the most important person in your life because when you're doing well, everybody else around you will do well. So be well and God bless. So I'll see you on Saturday. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live.